listeners, and welcome back. I'm Ryan. And I'm Casey, and this is I Kid You Not. So how is your week going? How are you feeling? Oh, I am. I did not have the best week. I, you know, started the new year off with a bang and got the flu um, right on New Year's Day. So, I mean, I guess the silver lining is that I didn't have to go back to work in the office this week. Um, So that was nice. And I got to catch up on my party of five and really make some progress there. Yes. Um, And it was like, I like really, really relaxed. And I'm really, really, really going to like take this as a sign from the universe and my body and from God that like I need to slow the fuck down. Um, Honestly, this is the season for it. Like we're about to go into heavy cold season. So this is the perfect time to kind of nestle in snow is coming and all of that so i've been i'm looking a little bit pale i think i know (laughs) i hope so i am i think the only person in the world who didn't lose weight when they got the flu um most people i feel like yes (laughs) most people i feel like are like oh yeah i dropped five seven pounds i got the flu and i'm like huh that's weird i didn't lose any weight and then like last night my appetite started coming back and I had to do in Uber Eats order for I needed more cough medicine because that is also the only thing that I think has been working so I needed more cough medicine and I threw in like a bag of uh, Pirate's Booty Uh-oh. and like ate half the bag <laughs> yeah. I don't ever understand it to just like put a handful and take it out and walk away it's definitely no. a half to full bag sit down right Right. That's why you have to get like the snack bags. Otherwise you're just oh, crushing. So I find the snack bags, it's never enough. And then when you get no. the, the next size up, like the regular small size, that seems like a nice portion. But when you go big, I feel like they aren't all coated and they kind of get dried out. It's not the same. And they right. don't taste as good. But um not until you're at the end of the bag. Right. Then it's like Where it to get all good that shit. powder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely doing better. I'm still on the mend and I'm going to take it as a sign for the new year to just like maybe say no more. I know I didn't say that in my resolutions, but I think I'm going to make that a new resolution to say no more. I'm the opposite. I'm going to say yes more. Yeah, I say yes too much. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Maybe like don't be in so much, Ryan. (laughs) Be into your couch. (laughs) That's great. What about you? How was your week? My week was good. Um, work was great. Um, everything is kind of... Are you like settling in at the new job? You know, it's hard because I started during the deadest time of year and everyone's on vacation. So now people are back and yeah. training is starting. So um, oh, okay. it's like I understand a lot now because I've been there for just... This is my third week. So I've been there for a little bit and I got exposure to a bunch of things. So the training, I feel like I already have knowledge of in some aspect. In other ways, I feel like I'm fresh out of the water. So, you know, it's kind of a mixture of both. But it's good. Like, I really enjoy my team a lot. And um, and I'm just kind of getting comfortable with the routine. And I'm I'm enjoying the routine. So that makes me happy. I feel very positive right now. Yeah. And then um, another positive note, I finished Home Alone Lego set. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did it come out? 
It came back. It came out really well. I um, it was a fun build. There's a lot of movie tributes throughout the whole um, build. Like they have the paint can that sits on the 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 okay. stair railing, so you can knock. So over. I saw like some, one of your levels, and it was super detailed. Did you have to build everything in each level? level? Yeah, they have it in separate oh. bags, and then you wow. just follow the book and you do it. Um. So they have the attic, they have the roof, they have the tree house where you zip line down. You have I was this, just like, gonna say the zip line? Yeah. Wow. So I post them all on my TikTok and Ryan, one of my videos got fourteen thousand point eight views. Wow. <laughs> like, like what? Oh so Lego building. Yeah, so it's been it this was could a, be your new calling. I know. My mom got Le- me a, fl- a flower bouquet of Legos. So we're gonna build that next. And then the friend's apartment um, is about to get discontinued, so I want to get it um, and build that. So it's there. The third party pricing is a little wild. I'm waiting till maybe it gets back in stock. But so that's my Damn. little side passion. Yeah. Um, you share that with Katie Maloney? Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't until I started. She like posted something on Instagram, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It's a it's Katie happening. <laughs> Making this leg, trying to make Legos happen. Stop Lego, making Legos happen, Casey. <laughs> Legos is happening, Ryan. You should see TikTok. They have basement homes with full town Legos. It is insane. Wow. Insane. Like full blown winter villages, full like city villages, like the head to toe wall of Lego. How Wild. long did it take you to do this? Um, well, Someone reported that it took them only like eight hours. It did not. It took me longer because I glued every piece. So a long time. Okay. But like, what if you fucked up? You glued it all? Like you had to know you were right. If you're going to like commit to glue. Yeah. I, I, I had to pry it apart a few times. Wow. And yeah. And nail polish remover is gifts God to get that glue off your hands. But wow. yeah, other than that, yeah. So that so that was like a fun build. I you know, and that was like ex- it's exciting to enter just like a passion project type of thing. And, yeah. Um, and that's it. Otherwise, my week was just you know it was just coasting. We are here to talk about all things iconic this week, from fashion to TV to music, the arts. We are going to cover the most iconic pop culture phenomena of our lifetime, or at least that we think. This is totally opinion-based. Um, and you may have completely different opinions, which you are free to have. So thanks to social media, things are clearly going viral much easier these days. Casey's fucking Lego famous at this point. <laughs> so we're going to break down what we think are the most definitive pop culture moments for us. And then touch on a couple of things happening this week. So you want to get to it? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So we decided to keep it vague. Our preparation <laughs> with one another very vague. So <laughs> this is going to be a little bit throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I actually thrive in that kind of environment. So I think it's going to be great. It's going to um, be a journey. So enjoy, guys. <laughs> yes, please hop on. All right, so style and fashion has obviously evolved over the years, season to season, but almost always in a nod to the past. So um, who are your fashion icons and, like, why? So 
this is interesting for me because when I was like, let me get out my my trusty just trusty dusty. He's exactly what I should call it. My <laughs> trusty notepad. <laughs> I know notepads are of the past, so way to bring it back, Ryan. Because I'd like Casey, yeah, I I prep for our weekly meetups in a notepad. Um, <laughs> so when I was writing this down, it was funny because I'm thinking about like growing up, how like I even thought about fashion or how I got dressed or what, and it's like it's so interesting to me to think, and maybe I'm alone in this, but my like Bible for all things was Cosmo. And like Cosmo Girl. I and forgot about that. Yeah, that's like how I knew what fashion was that or by like Wait, Ryan. TV. I still yeah. have signed up to the Cosmo magazine. I get it every month. No, you're not. I really am. Oh my God, do you? I never open what are, it. Are they still teaching women how to have an orgasm? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never open it. I always wanted to be the girl on the mailing list and always have like the magazines and a cute little magazine yeah. rack. Um, but I've never, I never open it. What a fucking loser. Wait, that's so funny. I think that you need to open it. I will. Now I will. I'll report next week. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. So yeah, like, I don't know, but that's like what it, right? Like, I feel like I went to Cosmo for everything and I thought everything they were saying was Bible, Bible you know? Yeah. And, but then also like we didn't have social media. So my way of like knowing what fashion was or what people were wearing or whatever was based off of like the characters we saw on TV. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit like looking back who I kind of wish I like, because I did always love her, but I didn't have her style ever in my life was like a, who she was like way bigger in the early 2000s and the nineties, Kate Moss. I feel like she, that's who like, I kind of wish was my fashion icon, mm -hmm. but like realistically it was probably like Joey Potter from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Me and Joey both did not own a hair iron and our hair was frizzy and thick as fuck. And I was big into like a baby tee and low rise jeans. And that was like her style. That's fair. That's and a good call out. That is, I unfortunately, I think who my young style like came up from. But like now, I think it's weird because it's like, it's all influencers, right? Or it's all like reality stars who I look at. Who? For like, who I, like, well, I love Paige's style. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I like Elsie, her style. Um, I was gonna mention Elsie, but I have, I had too long of a list. I couldn't add her. <laughs> yeah, and she's like a throwback and a current. Um, right. You know who I really love? I actually loved Lauren Conrad. I loved her. When she first came out with her own collection, before it was totally in agree. those um, department stores, before not it was in that, yeah. right? She had this like little capsule. I still have the dress. I refuse to give it up, although it does not fit. Um, but it was a summer dress. It had this really cool pattern. It's to a it. moment in time. It was a halter top. It had like cute ruching around the chest. I lived for that collection. It was such a good material. But then she. It then it didn't continue. I don't I don't know. Maybe she was ahead well, she of got time. picked up by department stores and then you like have to Mainstream mass produce. You know, and it's like totally low different. cost. Yeah. Don't buy her clothes, but her personal style I really identify with. I love an actress whose style I love, Florence Pugh. 
she's one of those who like every red carpet I'm like okay love what you're doing and then my also like my red carpet who I'm just obsessed with but I'd never be able to pull off anything she wears Zendaya Zendaya I agree. Mm-hmm. So I ha- I literally, my list, I wanted she never to add misses. her, but I couldn't because I could never, ever pull her style off. But no, she, she, she's definitely up there on the top. I can't yeah. think of a single time that I'm like, eh. Or like even where I'm like not wowed by her. Like I'm just always like, yes, that's yeah. it. Thank you. I mean, Thank that girl can wear a clothing rack and look chic right. as hell. Yeah. But she somehow makes it look chic and gorgeous. So. Yeah. That's fair. Those are, that's my reality versus Instagram uh, lineup so, for you. I have my celebrity oh my icons God. and then I have my characters and shows and movie icons. So when I was a child, I rode hard for these girls. Like this was where I wanted to, I just wanted to be them. Um, oh. It's Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. They were I was just like gonna say, no the insane trendsetters, like everything they had, I would see them in and I had to buy it, like our find yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Blake Lively, I wish, I like, I just love her style. I, I, I think she's love. so chic. That's um, a good and one. Girly and just can wear the boy girl stuff. She can wear the like very yeah, girly floral stuff, the pop of color. Yeah. Yeah, she can carry. She's just as great. Audrey Hepburn is just classic. Diane yeah. Keaton, like she is. Diane Keaton, okay. She has a chic, badass style. I just love her. And then Jennifer Aniston. I in the nineties, she was. I I I Rachel, thought of like Rachel Green. So she's in my know? my show character. I every yeah. day I get dressed for work. I have Rachel Green in mind. But I think I dress like Rachel Green more now than I did in the nineties. Yeah. No, I like drooled over. I just wanted to be her. Um. So my characters and show icons, obviously Rachel Green, Carrie Bradshaw. Like I. Oh yeah. Would love to have her closet. Um, Cher Horowitz from Clueless. Like, come on. The- I I mean, every girl, I think, wanted that, like, closet on your computer after seeing that movie. First off, like, where every human, I think, wanted it. We're in technology, modern times. How is that not a thing? Like, How why, do we not why, have that? Why, why is that not a standard for all apartments and houses? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Blair Waldorf and Serena Vanderpump. That's who I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, that's who I was waiting for. I liked both of them. They had their own style. There's Elle Woods. She had some moments. Yeah. Kelly Taylor had some moments. Yeah, we have- Kelly for- never was like big for fashion for me. Oh, I didn't. I like liked her. I liked her high school. Like I don't know. Um, Fran Fine from the Nanny with her mini little match sets and like all. Of yeah. Her- yeah, I mean. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. Right. Mary Tyler Moore. I would dream to dress like her. Well, yes. I was thinking about her earlier and I didn't write her down, but I was like, there's no way we can talk about fashion and like icons and like groundbreaking women and not talk about Mary Tyler Moore. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So she, I liked Olivia Pope. I thought she had really great. She had great style. Great style. And uh, yeah, I wonder so. who the stylist for that show was. <laughs> so now shifting a little bit, when we were 
growing up and like because I don't know much I don't really listen to a lot of music that's out right now I'm gonna be honest with you um I and it makes me wonder like when we have kids what are their oldies gonna be is it gonna be Kendrick Lamar like is he gonna be the oldies (laughs) and like Taylor Swift or will she still be putting out records she'll still be putting out records Oldies to me is like doo-wop and like who do you think from our era would be considered like who kids will look at one day and be like oh they like to defi- that artist or that genre whatever like defined the culture the way like I would think rock, people will look at the Beatles. And I really wish rock would come back but I feel like rock was big during like Blink-182, Simple Plan, like, say, like all of those. That was a Green heavy. Day for sure. And then it was also punk. It was like Avril Lavigne, Evanescence, like Linkin Park, like. You know, and then you yeah. have rap, rap, like Eminem and what he did for rap went global. Like that was a big defining moment for rap that bl- it blew up, you know? So right. we had a big, uh, I was thinking more like, I think totally like you're right about that. I think rock for sure. I think Taylor Swift, like we said, will just like, oh, she'll be like a share. I would think it's like her or like Beyonce. I would say Beyonce. I think Beyonce was one of the first to like, first like women of our time to like. Separate. Solo. Yeah, like separate like that solo and have like a bigger solo career like that. And then also to have the fans that she has like. Yeah. Beehive. They're as crazy as Swifties. Well, they Um, came first. So yeah, they. Right. There's that like mysteriousness to her that I think. Um, a lot of like the really famous ones have. And I loved her TRL. I loved the videos that came with those oh songs. So TRL good. is a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. Like, I have that on that my list. <laughs> was like a defining moment, right? All right. Yeah. Movies. Okay. So for me, I did not know where you wanted to go with this. Um, so there was like 90s version and then like non 90s version. So well, we're 90s babies. So that's like normal. I think that we're going to have. That the 90s are going to kind of rule a lot of our decision making, in our opinion. (laughs) Some things I think are 90s and are actually early 2000s. (laughs) Oh, I wrote the year next to each one I I wrote. I got into detail. If we're talking about, like, movies that I think have, like, defined a moment in time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with starting in the 80s, I think everything the Rat Pack did. Um, Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire. (laughs) Um, 16 Candles, like all the Are you talking about Ferris Bueller's Day's Day Off? Ooh, no. But that you're one? right. Yeah, that That's so a good big. one. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ooh, I want to watch that right now. Good call. <laughs> then I think is the iconic rom-com, for me at least, mm-hmm. when Harry met Sam. Well, Billy Crystal is like, also like a moment. And he's a Long Beach guy. Shout out to Billy Crystal. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Gump. I have that. Yeah. So Forrest Gump is 1994. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. I'm shocked you say Pulp Fiction. Okay. So I was not a Pulp Fiction fan. I never saw it. I've seen it. It probably is a big pop, pop culture like phenomenon, but it did not. I don't, I don't know. I don't like like the violence and the gore and Quentin Tarantino loves gore. I think you have to like it or you don't. Um, and then from like, I think this is like early 2000s, maybe late 90s is old school. Old school. Like, yeah, that was big. Like, 
I didn't have that in my list. I, I feel like that year. was senior year of high school yep. into college. Like, that's all I fucking watched. We went streaking through the quad in the gymnasium. Yes, we did. <laughs> That was we a good did. movie. That and Napoleon Dynamite, oh, yeah. I feel it got replayed Napoleon like a million times. Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. I hated that. Those were just, hated Napoleon Dynamite, loved old school. Yeah. And then I have Titanic. Yeah. Like, Titanic. that was my other, like. Big. That's 1997. You know. That was a Was that 97? Moment. Okay. I thought that was maybe, like, 2000. Okay. No, 1997. All right. Okay. So those are the ones I wrote down. I have other ones on here, but that I didn't necessarily love, but I thought were pop culture things. So I'll let you go. Oh. Oh, love that. Okay. Okay. Something about Mary, I think that was massive. Oh my god, that's <laughs> when I think I like lo- fell in love with Cameron Diaz. Like, yeah. loved her. Yeah, Lo- and I mean, I loved her in my thing. best friend's wedding. Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. Jerry Maguire was great. Show me the money. I feel yep. like people would still know what that reference is. Yeah, Pretty Woman. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, Jurassic Park, which is 1993, created like the a whole, whole fucking franchise, right? Yeah. So great. So I normally don't like the original cast and then a new cast. Like I normally, I'm with you on that, but they did mm-hmm. so good with this original cast. And then I love how they looped the whole cast back in with yes. um, the new cast. Okay. So we have next uh, Wayne's World, 1992. Oh my God! Yeah, world party. Uh huh. That was big. You have dazed and confused. You have loved you, that movie. That said, was, you know, Matthew McConaughey's first movie. Stop! Really? Yeah. What I a great way book. to enter the world. I read his book. He like wanted to be an actor, and he so he got into like the University of Texas Austin, and and he met um, the director like at a bar in austin his friend was bartending and texted him and was like hey this big time director is here they're shooting a movie in the next couple of months what a great friend come here and he went there met him and he was like yeah come in and just cast him for it nice how crazy is that yeah small world and he says that the role he used his br- older brother was like his inspiration for the role which is hilarious to me oh nice so, very yeah. cool yeah that was a big phenomenon i feel like uh-huh. um we said Clueless, right? No, we didn't, but that's phenomenal. Clueless was Why huge, 1995. That? The Matrix, I would wear one of those outfits now. Oh, my brother was obsessed with The Matrix. <laughs> and that made me one of my brothers, and that, like, just made me hate it. Like, that so, was his AOL screen name was Neo4208 <laughs> because of that movie. <laughs> me and Abby were obsessed with The Matrix. Another big one, The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, 1998. Huge phenomenon. You have Mighty Ducks, The Mighty Ducks, 92. Ducks fly together, yes. And then before I get into a particular category, I'm going to add Fight Club, 1999, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Fight Club was definitely a phenomenon. I think if you ask any guy our age, that would have been like one of the top ones on their list. I love that one. Fight Club, for Um, sure. That was a good movie. Beetlejuice, but that was 1988, but that was big. That that was a yeah, big huge. hit. You have Pitch Perfect was a phenomenon with the- Oh my God, it was. Yeah, And that was like loved by everyone. Our guy friends who are like, um, you know, not, they're like guys, guys. You know what I yeah. mean? They loved Pitch Perfect. Well, because they had a good balance. Of- oh, written. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, and then two other ones, and then we can move on to the next. Um, Psycho, 1960s, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Original horror movie. Yeah. And that was with Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Janet no Lee. Yes, she was the one that left the office, stole the money, and ended up getting And then killed. Jamie Lee Curtis went on to be, like, the queen of horror movies. Wild. Crazy, right? The face and, of a franchise, literally. Yeah. And then, of course, like, can't argue this, Harry Potter, the series. I know. 2001 to 2011. I'm a massive fan. Okay, so why don't we jump into your TV shows that defined the 90s and 2000s? Okay, so for me, in the 90s, growing up, I was watching Nick at Night. Oh, like, hell yeah. Saturday night, Nick at Night. So for me, that defined the early 90s, like my childhood. It was, I agree. Um, what do you call Goosebumps? No, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my God, Are You Afraid um, of the Dark? Yes. Step by Step, Family Matters, Full House. Um, For me, it was Lucy, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie. Bewitched. Roseanne. What was the variety show that like, um, oh, Roseanne, definitely, that, Keenan and Kel were on. Keenan so and Kel was that, also a show. All that. All that. I have these all yes. on my list. Yep. Like, those were my 90s shows. And you then have also, Boy Meets like, World. Dawson, you have Home Improvement. Right. Oh, Home Improvement. I yep. was part of the JTT fan club. For you. <laughs> you were? I actually oh, saw wow. the paparazzi recently because he hasn't been around in so long. Uh -huh. And he was walking along the street like a regular average Did he show. age well? He, How does he look? He wasn't like, it wasn't like a close-up with a further back. He's a little plumped, you know, like a regular guy. Okay, like but, a little um, dad bod? Yeah, but like, yeah. It oh, didn't... he did not age well, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, And then you have like your 902 and L, which literally like, Defining. I think define the 90s. Agreed. And Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> Dawson, when I watch Dawson's Creek, I'm like, this fucking little dweeb, he annoys the shit oh, out of me. such a puss. I couldn't <laughs> even handle it. Like, but oh, I, come on. But like, back then, I get why they made him a wussy, you know, but like, right. Casey was always the it thing. Oh. Dawson was I may bitch. do that next, because now that I'm watching Party of Five, um, it always shows up on the CW app as like a suggestion yep. of shows I might like. So I think it's on, I think it's on Hulu, so you don't have to watch it with ads phenomenal because cw ads are garbage it's yep. so they don't have as many ads as like a peacock they don't have as many commercial breaks it's the same one over and over it's the same fucking commercial and yeah. i'm like i don't care about the indy 500 all right anyway <laughs> <laughs> so my list um um friends obviously 94 friends yes seinfeld Will and Grace, 1998. Sex. Oh, yeah. Will and Grace, it was the first time two gay men kissed on primetime TV. Frasier, 93. I loved Frasier. Uh, Frasier, I loved. And, you know, there's a new one, and my mom said it's actually not so bad. I heard it wasn't good at all, but I definitely want to watch it because I like him. Yeah. Um, then Roseanne, I was obsessed with. I've rewatched it more recently again 88 oh, sister sister 94 oh my god remember that t and tamara oh my god i love them because they did twitches the halloween movies and um 
Oh my but god! They had That's they had amazing. a little thing going. Um, Twitches, they called it. I love that. Yeah, Twitches. They were twins separated at birth because of an evil, you know, whatever. Um, and then yeah, you yeah. have Seventh Heaven '96. I feel like that was a big wave. There is an Instagram or a TikTok. You might be the one who shares it with me. Mm-hmm. That of a guy who always like breaks down episodes of Seventh Heaven. It's so and we'll good. be like, this is what was the most serious thing <laughs> on Seventh Heaven this week. Well, this also episode. the and stories, he, like, the stories they come breaks so down the storylines, and it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like, we'll post one of them oh, so you can you can see yes, the guy's page. It's, it's so, so good. good. Um, okay, Melrose Place, which I know you're not a fan Melrose, of. Spin-off. I know, but and Party but of Five ninety four. My So-Called Life, 94, Jared Leto. My So-Called Life and Jared Leto. Jared Leto might have been my first crush um, in My So-Called Life. The way he he would lean against that wall. (laughs) He did not need to speak. He's like Griffin in Party of Five. Better when they're not speaking. (laughs) Don't speak. Just stand there and lean against the wall. And like Um, do your bad boy scowl. Um, Buffy the Vampire. Buffy. Yeah. Freshman to Bel Air. And that was iconic. Yeah. He was in Butthead. (laughs) Huge fan. And then I love the cartoon show. It was an adult one on MTV. Daria. Daria? Yeah. I compare myself to Daria regularly. (laughs) Growing up, I did not think I was Daria. And now I'm like, no. Oh, I rewatched like, it during the summer. I had to. See how like annoyed she is by people <laughs> all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a Daria moment right now. So for me, groundbreaking also was TRL 1998 launched Carson yep. career and every music video. True Life 1998. Oh my god! Right. So what I think was really like the most iconic thing TV wise or most groundbreaking of like our lifetime would be real world because it was really like the first reality tv show then like suddenly like um survivor and big brother became a thing and then those like competition shows like american idol and all that but i don't even really count those because there was always like guts and you know double dare and that kind of stuff you know yeah double dare um, legends of the hidden temple like but those are amazing i can't even say the words I love that. Right. But like, I don't know. Would you count that stuff and like American Idol and The Voice as reality TV? I would. And I would count it as like competition TV. Yeah, I agree. Right? That's fair. But some people I did. Even, I don't know. I didn't even think of it like that. But you're right. It is definitely there's a separation for sure. Right. It's like in this niche area that you're behaving. Right. You know? And then reality TV, it's like raw. You are the show and there's no script. Like, right. It's seven strangers put in a house. Yeah, to work together and live together mm-hmm. for several months and just see what the fuck happens. Like, and to think about the like unbelievable television that came out of that. Like, first of all, just season one of the Real World, the original New York, is insane. It's so good. So the first season episode two. is nineteen ninety two. Ninety two. How crazy is that? Um, and and you know the first challenge wasn't until like ninety nine, and it was like one day. 98? 98. And it was like a single day thing. (laughs) It's still going. 1998. And it's still going. And they don't do seasons like regular shows. They put 
three seasons out in one year or whatever it is. The turnover is insane. They're really making them work for their money now. Um, (laughs) I would love that life, God. Right. (laughs) You had, but The Real World came out in 92 and that was the starter. You had Road Rules that came out in 95. And then you had the challenge in 98. Okay, so it was three years. Yep. Yeah, and then it was like Big Brother and Survivor, and I never got into those. Me neither. But along came 2006, March of 2006, and we got the first ever Real Housewives. Yes! That? (laughs) I didn't know where you were going. Fair. That's great. I mean, that was groundbreaking, I think. Defining moment, Andy Cohen. Yes, defining moment in our, in my life, really. Um, It was just so good. Yeah, very brilliant franchise. Holy hell. Since we're on reality TV, should we break down a couple of our Bravo episodes this week? Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City from this week. We are going to do something for Southern Charm because it's the finale. And then we're going into the reunion. So maybe we'll do like a reunion recap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, should we start with Salt Lake? What would you like? Top three standout things for you. This whole, ep- I mean, people are praising it as like one of the best finales ever. I have my opinions on that, but I want to hear yours. Okay. So somebody who doesn't watch Salt Lake City and I watched it for yeah. the wow, what's going on wow moment. Right. So initially the episode starts. And it was so dramatic of the recap and all I was thinking in my head, like they're going back and forth in timeline. The music was intense. Like the, it was, it was so much at first I was like, Oh, these girls are getting pinned against each other and they're really close. Is this like a Vanderpump Kyle moment where they're going to like exit? Right. Right. And then the show actually goes, um, And I thought it was a great reveal. I thought it was like, I actually couldn't even believe that I was wondering where they're going. I just felt like they kept dancing around it. And right. Like, are we going to fucking say it or not? Right. And I I love how they shot it because it just kept, I don't know, production. It was weird. But um, what a snake in the grass. Like, uh, yeah, she's acting like it's the challenge. Like, like the girls are on Housewives reality. They're not going to win a grand fucking prize. Like, she's sitting there and she, she, I mean, granted, she did get a place on the show from doing all this scandalous shit. But, like, she's acting as if this is a different type of show. And she's discrediting what the Housewives are. And I hated that that's, like the ugly side of how she entered and that's her ugly character is the behind the scenes. I, I, that bothered I agree. me. And then I just thought she was, it was, she, I thought she was embarrassing. I thought she was just an attention seeker. I thought psychopath, desperate bitch, non-authentic human being. Her reaction so was so shocking to me with the fact that she was yelling back at these girls. Like it never, she never humbled down. She never, she just was smiling there and then tried she to bounce She still back. doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Like she's been posting on social media, super proud of herself. Well, she, yeah, that kind of quality individual, so, I get it's for ratings, right. but not the, not for this show. She's not right well, for the show. thank you. That's like what kind of bothered me. Look, Heather knew this was a moment and- she ran with it and she ramped up the drama and all that. Like, thank you for that. Um, 
one other side note I wrote down is that Angie Kay is a fucking loser. Like, we don't need her next season. Let's get rid of her. Like, this had nothing to do with you, Angie Kay. But <laughs> honestly, Whitney, I thought, was the only one who Monica, like, couldn't come back at. She was the only one who, like, made sense or, like, wasn't being too... Because Lisa, when Lisa Barlow fights, she just, like, digs. And yeah. Heather is very dramatic and talks too much that you lose the insult. Like, Whitney wasn't even trying to insult her. She was just like, you have been terrorizing us on social media. Like, what do you have to say for that? My whole thing with it is, is do we believe that the producers had no idea this is who she was? Like, why? And if they didn't, like, why aren't you guys doing a better job, Bravo, finding out who these fucking people are? And if they did know, bad move. Then, like, bad, that's bad not, move. This is not that show. And right. I get you want the drama, but to have a phony individual, this is not it. Have There's plenty of girl bullshit drama that can just naturally happen. You don't need someone who's conniving behind the scenes. Who and literally if you is do, them. then... Right. If you do, then do a reboot like you did with New York City and bring in right. a whole new fucking cast. Right. Because... If you need to bring someone in like that, then, like, that's kind of pathetic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, and I don't care if she um, brought ratings. I don't care if she brought the drama. Like, take it elsewhere. Right. Go on the villain show. Take it elsewhere. Go somewhere else. Um, my only other question for you about this episode, because I did, like, obviously, I thought it was amazing. It was, I was here for it, but it was, like, it is disgusting. Um, I when Heather was giving her speech, like, this may be an unpopular opinion. Like, I'm happy, Heather, that you're finally standing up, but, like, why you didn't she kept saying we had to hide things for janet we had to lie for her no you didn't like you didn't have to lie for the last year saying that you don't know how you don't remember how you got a black eye well you could have said jen gave it to you well uh, like, well it seemed well i don't know so i didn't watch the show stand up for her i didn't watch the show but i definitely saw a lot of clips on that and i think i even yeah. saw a, like um a, like you know the clips showed got like a big part of the episode for this last year but to be honest with you, even I, who doesn't watch the show, knew that this girl hit her. I knew Jen hit her. Right. And the fact that they go into, I don't know who they met the next morning. For, I don't know the girl's name. But um, but Jen is sitting right across from Heather, making sure that she says lies. Like, lie. that's sick like, shit. You could see sick. that she had her under her, like, spell. Like, she yeah, couldn't have switch okay. I definitely think there was, like, a mental abuse situation happening there where she was that's being fair. a pawn. So. so then my last question is, because other than this last episode or these last, like, two or three episodes while they're in Bermuda, I am not sure, like, nothing else really happened this season that it's making me wonder, like, do we really have enough for a three-part reunion or, like, two full parts just yeah, to be covering kind of this? Sh- shocked that it was a three-part reunion. Right? And it's, like, look, this is not Scandable or it's not Southern Charm. Like, this was... What do you mean? I mean, it was a big reveal in the sense of... Like, but like that, that could be from? one reunion, and they could cover the rest of the season in one more reunion. Right, but they're going to give this girl a platform, have her sit separately. They're going to exactly. do the whole thing, and no one wants it because this is not the attention you need. Bravo! I agree. Switch off this psychopath and go back to regular don't girl give bullshit I'm drama. With you. Stop going with I'm these trolls. With you. Trolls don't need a platform. The thing about Salt Lake is that, like, I do typically watch it very much, like thinking that it's very like camp. You know, like, it's not, um, 
Well, Atlanta Housewives did games when they would get together. They groups. do do like, games a lot. Didn't um, Beverly Hills do a little bit of that? Because it got they dirty were trying and ugly. To. They were doing the, like, every time they would, you know, that, like, card game every time they went out. And somebody eventually was like, all right, enough with the fucking games. Yeah. I'm like, all right, thank you. Which, speaking <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Oh, Shall God, we go yes. there? What would people pay to see Lisa Renna naked on OnlyFans? Because well, apparently, apparently it's, it's only $7. $7. <laughs> Denise, I get it. <laughs> Denise, I get it. Oh, my God. I saw this meme the other day. If we find it, we'll yeah. post it. It was the best meme. It was like me trying to make conversation back at work. And now that I'm back at work, and it's like, did you know it's only $7 to get a naked bundle of Denise Richards? <laughs> Give me, like, your big moments, because we start picking up at Taco Tuesday. So I have three, okay? I have... Yeah, let, uh, me, let me hear them. Okay, so I'm like... Okay, so Erica, I have enjoyed her this season as, like, me an, an average normal human, even-tempered, really showing a different side, softer, relatable in a sense, and, like, kind of coming around the corner with her rebranding. But me too, like, and Erica I didn't read, expect this. I didn't expect this, but at the same time, it is who she is to the core. It does seem to come out in spurts. Um, she did it with the with the elevator scene with 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 Magic Mike um, with Sutton. So for me, Erica read the fuck out of Denise. And reality is, we were all thinking it. She did we were say all it. it. So like honestly, she cut the jugular and she went deep. And I hope this is just a blimp and she goes back to her zen. Me too. But like. Fuck. When she said in her confessional, you asked for this this fight, and now you got it, and now I'm evil. Well, guess what? You're dumb. I was like, wait, it's so true, because that's what I was thinking. Like, Erica, this isn't fair. Denise is not all there on the same level as you right. when it comes to this shit. Like, right. Erica is cutthroat, and she wasn't as bad as we've seen her be. Oh, it was so intense. It was so uncomfortable watching. I, I was like, yes, what a read. Right. I... Um, you would have been Kim when she just got up out of nowhere and was like, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I might've been a little bit of a Kyle. I might've stuck around cause I would have wanted to see it. And I wrote down a couple of times in this episode that I was like, Oh, that was a Casey move. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. My next one was, I am living for single Sutton. I single love this Sutton. dating journey she's going on. I Thank you, Sutton, for taking us on this journey with you. Especially because we're you. dealing with it our own right, not at that level, yes. but we are. But her commentary about these dates her and commentary. men, I can't. The feedback, what would you do? Do you think you could do it? Like, could you get feedback I after think a date she... like that? I think she's very emotional, but somehow she, she, she takes it. Like, I don't know. I think that's kind of awesome, right? That this matchmaker does that, that they give you this feedback. Cause like, how else can you really work on yourself? Yeah. Right. Like this is straight from the horse's mouth telling you what <laughs> didn't vibe for them on a date. And she was like, okay, well he didn't make me laugh either. But she's um, really comfortable in knowing what she wants. Yes. And that comes, I think with age and money. Um, in her situation like she's a you know in her 50s and she's a fucking millionaire in her own right I could not be happier that one um that was the other moment where I was like oh this is such a Casey move when she goes when they sit down at dinner and he goes to order and he's like so what do you want she's like honestly I'll have everything 
I'm easy, except I don't eat that or that or that. Just like, wait, that would be Casey. Whatever you want. Oh, not that though. Pizza? Chicken fingers? No. I was like, oh, that's so true. That's so fair. That's so good. So, you said whatever that. Whatever you want. Actually, no. None of that will do. I don't want this, 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 and this. This, this. But I was dead. He was like, so the salmon? She's like, oh, I'll take it. The one thing on the menu she could eat. And then he's um, like, um, do you like it? Because it looked like she was moving it around. Just well, like she has a small esophagus. Right? I was so uncomfortable with this Dorit and Garcelle interaction. And literally, Garcelle says to Dorit, there's a pattern with you. It feels like an unconscious Karen behavior with you. I, unconscious Karen. That is my new favorite. Oh, God, Garcelle. God bless wild. you. She's had some great one-liners this season. She had some great ones. And my thing with that whole thing. So, first of all, as much as Erica, like, I'm hot and cold with her, she said, I think when Jury knows better, she does better. I agree. But, like, it's also, like, it's not Garcelle's job to teach her that. I agree. Where all I wanted from that conversation is for Dorit to just say, like, it was not my intent to hurt you, but I truly realized that saying that was inappropriate. I said it in her private interview, her solo interview. And when she said it at the end, I'm like, right. Because I was like, okay, Dorit, now you finally got it because you said it alone. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'm sorry if it's like, no, Dorit, you did. She's telling you you hurt her. This is not an if. And right. your intent may not have been to hurt to hurt her, but like hear her. And that's Dorit's problem always, I think, is that she's not like an active listener. She just she spouts off before she even like she's also very defensive on So defensive. Yeah. 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 So I don't that know, she was seems tough. very lost this season. Very I, I'm lost, having a very right? hard time with Dorit. She's I, I was think... a big fan of her. I mean, she has her Me moments too. where I've been ebbed and flowed, but profession really has holds her through and well but that's I'm why i think confused. there's something going on like you said it last week with the bankruptcy there's yeah. something like serious going on with her and pk and like in their house because she's kind of purposefully taking a back seat and then on top of that like and she's the been one doing person, that the last few seasons she's been like subtly well, moving further further back been that good honestly and i think the biggest difference this year is that her bestie, her partner in crime, Kyle, isn't her partner in crime right now. Fair. Kyle's got Morgan Wade or whatever the fuck her name is, you know? So she's not, so I think that's why she's super lost. Um, Which my, I had all of those same moments. I also, I thought that like Erica actually do enjoy the friend that Erica is being to Dorit and like saying to her, like, you need to talk to her. Like you need to own this and you need to hand, like you need to fix this. Um, and not just like feeding into her ego her. and like letting her, you know, wallow in it. I actually um, liked um Erica with Garcelle too. Like yeah. I, I I I'm a, again, I'm enjoying her more this season, but she's had her outbursts. She definitely sure. has her moments. And then with Dorit, the one last thing I'll mention when you mentioned Morgan Wade and you feeling like Dorit um doesn't have Kyle. I feel like even when Dorit first came on the show with Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle, she had to latch on to somebody. Yes. She's definitely not on her That's own That's very individual. much like her personality, you can tell. Right. She, like, and needs she a mate. Ha- right, and she doesn't have that. 
she i don't know she's definitely out of place she's so. um she's definitely floundering a bit um yeah the one other thing i wrote down other than um all the things that you had were um the kim and kyle so i love seeing them get along i um Ugh, i'm just so over the whole the, the situation. sister drama it right i'm over it but I it don't does even want to watch because it. i know their sisters so did you watch paris and love on peacock no. No. Okay, I did. And it, Kathy was one of my favorites on, when she was on Beverly Hills. I think she's fucking hilarious. Agreed. When I watched her on Paris in Love, it's nothing that she did in particular, but it made me, how defensive she gets with even her daughters and how she like kind of shuts conversations down. Yes. It made me kind of see Kyle's side a lot more. I definitely see Kyle. So I understand it 100%. And the fact that Kathy's the matriarch, you know, she is the, she runs the family and she's old school. She old school money. She's old school values. Old old school school money. And she's that like weird, like there are people who are like that kind of old school money. Some of them are like super fucking weird and people don't fuck with her simply because they don't want to be cut out of her because she will get you. She's the type of person who will get you kicked out of country clubs. Yep, she has and that's everything a lot of to power. these people. Kyle's been like a punching bag, you know, and I get her yeah. not wanting to to go down the path. But when you do see them together and they get along and they're so playful and funny, it is like everything it's in nice. life. I so know. I get why she's tethered back and forth. But yeah. in all honesty, I'm I'm just so sick and tired. Like same thing with Teresa and fucking what's her face? Right. I don't want to see Melissa. that anymore. The I'm Teresa exhausted Melissa of it. shit. I'm exhausted with Kathy, Kim, and I'm not interested in coming back on, even though I'm happy she's healthy. No, I love her in this capacity because I like knowing that she's, like, sober and doing well. Yeah. So I like her, like, this, like, guest starring that she's doing, but I don't want her full time. Yeah, I'm just – because then you you know it's just going to come back into the fold, the whole storyline. The whole thing, right. I'm good. And And we've we've beat the dead horse. Uh, Let's keep it moving. I'm with you. I don't even want Kyle on anymore, to be honest. So, like, I I definitely don't want the whole rest of it. All right. Well, that's all I have um, in terms of our shows and our all things iconic. Um, that was really that was an, this was an interesting one for me. Um, yeah, I didn't look, know how it was going to go. Look, nineties is big right now, and I know. how do we not cover our actual living it growing up and right bring it to the future? So this was fun. It was fun to kind yeah. of blast in the past. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What what got us here, you know? And I guess we're timeless. <laughs> we, we're timeless. All right, friends. Yeah. Hit the follow button and tune in to new episodes every Tuesday. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, socials, Instagram, and TikTok. Go check us out. Um, thank you for joining us. We had a blast. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Bye.